Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Pharrell on a bench, coast to coast, in the biggest way possible, hanging out on a pain-free Friday, the bad seat, broken day, bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad letters, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Palatial, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny likes to work on her short game with a martini out in the backyard before dinner in New York City. Ooh, the Big Apple, people dressed in plastic bags, threatening Travis, some kind of fashion, shaking it up, should do me. All my friends that come around, flats up, flats up, party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, this town's a tatter, my brain's just splattered all over Manhattan, should do me, shake it up. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell. Hanging out, Carver High, Mafia, Joe Ranieri in South FLA with all of that gorgeous hunk, hunk, hunk. Alrighty then. I would love to... Um, bring Joe on the air right now. I don't know if that's possible. I don't think it is possible. In fact, I'm seeing him right now giving me the finger on the screen monitor behind me. Thanks a lot, Joe. But I wanted to ask him about yesterday's electric shock and the absolute power uh, eclipse of the moon. I don't know what happened. Bark at the moon. I know there was a power surge in Miami and, and all hell broke loose. I was on the air one minute, off the next, and then uh, Mafia and Carver High. I don't even know what happened. Joe, there was like lightning bolts, generators, people running naked in the streets. Uh, there was gunfire, all that. I loved every minute of it. I just wanted to say that, and Joe is still giving me the finger. Aaron Torres of Fox Sports will join us coming up momentarily. Allegedly, uh, we'll get into some college football and college basketball with Aaron Torres from the Aaron Torres podcast and Fox Sports. Uh, Florida, uh, the governor signed a bill today that will allow college athletes to make money from endorsements starting next summer. The uh, you know names, images, and likeness, same thing as California. Now it would appear that other states are jumping on that bandwagon. Uh, we're going to talk about the Zion case. Dabo Swinney. Uh, we'll talk about Nick Saban on this show, obviously, uh, with Aaron Torres as well. Uh, so uh, growing concern among players in the NBA about the bubble plan, the boy in the bubble. Uh, the players want more freedom of movement. One agent estimates that two-thirds of the top 40 players would refuse to play under the current restrictions. 150 players are having a huge Zoom conference call tonight. And uh, there's speculation about everything. Players aren't happy. Uh, their lover, Adam Silver, I wonder if they're going to let him in on the call because they are just all kinds of the best of friends. I mean, right? It's not like Manfred in baseball where the players hate his guts and won't admit it. At least in the NBA, they talk about that's their boy, Adam Silver. They love him, right? He's the man. He's the, he's the players commissioner. He's the truth. Well, nobody wants to go to Orlando. And you know what they did? Let's just get real here for a second. What they did was to appease them. This is the bone they gave them. Speaking of bones, they said you can smoke bones while you're down there. Literally. 
That's that's what they're giving them. They're like, all right, we're going to pay you, and then you can smoke weed. And you already know, I've already had this argument with you, that the people at Disney, they're not interested in people smoking bones in their uh, hotel facilities, in their resorts. And that's just all there is to it. Believe me, uh, firsthand knowledge. Uh, Kyrie is the driving force in raising concerns about the bubble. Meanwhile, this fem's not even playing, right? <laughs> this guy's not even playing basketball, but he's the ringleader of all of them. Uh, we'll talk about betting implications of the NBA's plan to restart the season at Disney. Uh, the Heat say they're interested in Giannis and um, Oladipo in the summer of 21. That would be tampering at the highest level. So that's just a rumor that's floating around Miami. And there's legitimate support for Kenny Atkinson in the Knicks organization. We'll get into all of that on today's Coast to Coast on a Pain-Free Friday fan question. Plus, uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, is on this thing. Actually, it's uh, John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is the guy that I want to hear from today talking about uh, they're not interested in the NFL's distancing plans. And then uh, Hugh Jackson is on this show today talking about Baker Mayfield and none of it's good. Uh, and the Garrett deal. They're working on a mega deal in Cleveland for Miles Garrett. Hopefully he won't hit anyone in the head with a helmet when he signs his new deal. Matt Ryan talks about the NFC South. We'll get into Pete Carroll. He'll be on the show today. How about this old name coming on the show today? T.O. We'll get him on the show. Uh, Josh Allen is on the show. Uh, Raiders talking about giving fans an up-close chance to watch practice. They're hiring at their new stadium in Vegas. We'll get into all that. Uh, Derek Henry working on a deal. Sean McVay. We'll hear from him on the show today. We'll talk Edelman. We'll talk uh bill o'brien we're going to talk about uh doug williams you remember he was the first black quarterback in the super bowl and got it done they're making a movie about him we'll get into the new offer from the owners today a 72 game plan and just as a caveat they said you know what uh we're going to offer you this crappy deal and you have till sunday to answer us or we're out so good luck with that. The offer expires Sunday, and uh, let's see how quick they turn it down, the players. Jeff Wilbon talks about uh, four to five suitors for the Mets. We'll talk NHL hurdles before the restart of camps coming up July 10th. Patty Kane is in this show. Tyson Fury is in this show. Uh Phil Mickelson is in this show. Tom Lehman is in this show. We got it all going. Denny Hamlin is in this show. Uh, we're talking about NASCAR. They're racing this weekend in Miami. And then Crazy, Blotter, Des, etc. We're going to do all that. Find as many uh, people in trouble as humanly possible. Plus, this day in sports where we go back in history and spend some time with big moments. And a couple of them are my favorite. Because on this day, uh, we're going to talk about my Penguins. I love talking about my Penguins any chance I get. They won Stanley Cups on this day. June 12th, great day to win Stanley Cups. They won two of them on this day. June 12th is for lovers. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All 
right, we're all back on Coast to Coast on a pain-free Friday. Uh, we bring in our good friend, the one and only Aaron Torres uh, from Fox Sports and the Aaron Torres Podcast. Aaron's been on the uh, Pharrell on a Bench show for years and years. We've been talking college sports with this guy. He's an absolute freak and badass. He's got real strong opinions. I love his game. He loves, uh, you know, the action, everything about it. Uh, he's been uh, fantastic on my show over the years, and it's great to bring him on the TV side here on Sports Grid and uh, introduce him to this, uh, you know, hundreds of millions on the on the TV side that we're on all these different things, Roku and everything else, uh, Pluto, Zumo, Stir, everything, uh, YouTube TV, everything. Here he is, Aaron Torres. It's good to have you finally on the TV side, Aaron. How you doing, brother? Well, Scott, for people that are new to our friendship, uh, I appreciate you having me. And one of the reasons I love coming on with you is because you keep it 100% real as well. The last time I came on with you, I said, man, I love chopping it up with you. I got to get you on my podcast. And you said, no, I don't do anything extra. Don't even call. And I love the hell out of that. I respect the hell out of the honesty. And I know you were kind of busting balls and having a little fun, but I love coming on with you as well, Scotty. Yeah, listen, I I like uh, everything you do, and uh, I enjoy it when you come on the show a lot. And then I just, as Carver High and Mavi will tell you, I don't want to do anything at all ever <laughs> outside sure. of everything that I have to do. So, uh, but uh, no disrespect. I, I think your shows are great, and I know you're a rock star out yeah. in L.A., so uh, I'm always rooting for you. So let me ask you. I'm uh, just busting your chops. First man. of all, I, I just want to ask, like, off the top, because – you know how much I love uh, Southern California and how much I love living there, right? I was there forever. And um, what's it been like for you, like your life uh, with like Newsom and the state and how things have evolved and like finally getting back out and, you know, being able to go to the beach and uh, being able to golf and things of this nature. Has your life gotten any better uh, recently uh, through the COVID or has it still been uh, miserable? <laughs> no, you know, it's surreal. Um, obviously doing what we do, Scott, we talk to people all over the country and there were a, a two, three, four week period where, you know, talking to my buddies in Texas and Georgia and Tennessee, where it felt like they were getting back to normal and, and we were stuck in neutral. And, and it was funny because for a while there, I kind of became the voice of, are we going to have college football and every, you know, uh, affiliate in the country that's in the South trying to figure out is California going to screw up college football for everybody. And so, you know, I, I think being out here, I do think that I will, and I don't do this often, I'll defend the governor and that I think some of the stuff that was reported wasn't really factually correct. And people made assumptions that weren't factually accurate, um, but yeah, things start seem to be starting to get to feel back to normal here. And I, I've always said this, Scotty, I was never one that believed we weren't going to have a college football season. I was never one that believed we weren't going to have an NFL season. And I really think that sports is a big reason because of that. When you talk about uh, the Rams opening up a $3 billion stadium that the owners pay out of pocket, um, that puts a lot of pressure on the, the local government to make sure that if they can in any way have fans in the stands, you make that happen. I think with USC playing Alabama to open the season, there are a lot of powerful people in LA that want to see their Trojans on the field against the tides. So I'm bringing this all up to say it does feel like it's getting back to normal. And I really do think that sports is a big reason why. So I'm, uh, and I'm not throwing names here. I'm actually, and the guys know it's true. I'm friends with Gavin Newsom and he's, he's done my show a few times. He's a cool dude. He really is. He's like, I always thought he was a maverick in politics. I'm not a, a political person per se. I don't really get into it at all. I think people, uh, are painful in that realm. Uh, I can't stand the, the left and right and everybody arguing and never getting anything done. It makes me sick to my stomach. So I'm not a fan of it, but I am a fan of his. I thought he was a great, uh, mayor in San Francisco. Uh, I thought he was ahead of the uh, times with everything he did for gays. I think uh, he did a phenomenal work as a lieutenant governor, and uh, it was only natural that he became governor. And I think he's done a great job, believe it or not, through this pandemic. And uh, I think uh, I actually 
actually root for that guy. I think he's a guy that I believe in and not just because of politics. He's just a cool dude. And I think he loves sports. And in fact, I know he does. So I don't even have to uh, second guess that. Now, let me ask you uh, about USC for a second while we're there. Uh, This whole thing this week broke about uh, Reggie Bush and everything. And I've gone at length on the air about how I'm a huge fan of his. Like, I thought he was an absolute sickening badass when he played football. And I hope they gave him a lot of money because I was turned on watching him run the football and score touchdowns, <laughs> make plays. And the Trojans were great then. And I don't care how much money he was making under the table. I got to tell you, because I would have taken it too if I were him because he was a pro playing with college kids. And I want to get your opinion of it all and that now that he's free to be back in the, in the family with USC how that all is going to play out and how do you feel about it that they sent him to like NCAA prison for 10 years and stripped him of his Heisman and do you think he'll get it back yeah I, listen I think it's reflective of where we are as a society um, you know with paying college athletes and like look I, I, I've said it on, on all my stuff. I think the fact that Reggie Bush is reinstated and literally I haven't heard one person say, like, I, I haven't heard the person banging the drum like the punishment wasn't harsh enough. Send them into exile. Uh, and I think it's <laughs> ironic that it's happening in this week where this Zion Williamson lawsuit is kind of picking up steam. And like, listen, every fact indicates that somebody that wasn't a member of Zion Williamson's direct family was paying for his housing and paying for, excuse me, paying for his parents' housing, cars, et cetera, while he was at Duke. And I think 99.9% of people really don't care. I think the only people that care are, you know, the, the North Carolina fans or Kentucky fans or whoever feels like, man, we wish he was on our roster. And so I think that's where we are with college athletics as, as we speak. Um, and as far as the USC stuff, I think it's great, man. I think it's amazing talking to current college players, current high school players, how many of them still revere Reggie Bush for what he did. And Scotty, you and I are getting old, man. I mean, the kids that are in high school now aren't old enough to remember watching Reggie Bush play at USC, but they still talk about the impact that he had as a college football player. So I think for the school itself, it'll be great. I think it will be great seeing him on TV, being allowed to kind of promote the USC brand, being allowed to be on campus is kind of a, you know, listen, players stop by campus all the time to talk to players, to meet with players. So for USC, which has lost the stranglehold around Southern California and recruiting the last couple of years, listen, Ohio State's come in, Clemson's come in, LSU's come in, Oregon's come in. The best players in Southern California aren't staying at USC anymore. I think this this is a great step in the right direction of the USC football program to kind of reestablish the core brand with younger players. Uh, respectfully, I think I got about nine seconds here, and then we're going to have a nice block to keep talking and ask you a bunch of questions. This really quick. Let me ask you really quick, respectfully. Do you, because I've heard a lot of people say that Hilton's uh, on his, uh, he's dead man walking this year. If they don't do something big, he's out. But I've heard that before, and I think you're on to something about why kids aren't playing anymore. Here's why. In, in essence, it's because Ducks, it's Reggie Bush got it. That's the bottom line. They used to have players like Reggie Bush, and then everybody knew he couldn't get paid to play at USC anymore, so they all went somewhere <laughs> else to get their money. Isn't that about right? What I would just say real quick, I know we're up against a break, that in my time covering college athletics, I have seen a drastic transformation in the end game of college athletics. And for elite players in basketball and football, it's what is the fastest way to get me to the next level. And so with football, I'm going to go to – I don't care if I'm from Southern California. I don't care if I grew up rooting for the Trojans. If going 3,000 miles across country to play for Alabama gets me to the league in three years – That's where I'm going. Same with Ohio State. Same with Clemson. Same with LSU. I just think that is the mindset of the elite player right now. The days of I'm going to go represent the state U. Listen, I I would love if kids cared more about playing on the college level, but that's not what it's about. And so I think your point, Scotty, they're not producing pros. They're not winning on the field. Uh, It has led to the situation we're in now where USC has really, really struggled over the last few years recruiting. Uh, They are trying trending in the right direction for next class, maybe a little COVID related, but I say that to say it comes down to winning and can you put me in the league and USC hasn't done much of that in either front the last couple of years. All right, we'll come right back with Aaron Torres on Coast to Coast. 
All right, thanks, Scotty Carver. High here with a Sports Grid update. The PGA continues today. The Charles Schwab Challenge at the Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth. Round two taking place right now. Harold Varner III, your leader in the clubhouse, minus 11. And he did all that with a triple bogey on one today. He shoots a 66. Jordan Spieth had a hot day as well. He goes minus five for the second day in a row. Minus 10 for him. He's alone in second place. Rory McIlroy also made a move. He is now minus nine, two behind the leader heading into the weekend. Justin Thomas at minus eight as well. Justin Rose was tied for the lead after yesterday. He has now slipped down to minus eight. He is three back, and he is still out on the course. The projected cut right now at minus two. A couple guys are not going to get there. Phil Mickelson won't. John Rahm will not as well. Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, and our boy, Scotty, Kevin Nah, is not going to make the cut as well at the Colonial. New MLB proposal from the owners today for a 72-game season starting on July 14th. That'll have an 80% guarantee of their prorated salaries with a postseason, 70% if they don't have a postseason. The deadline for the players to accept this is Sunday. 29-man roster, 72-game schedule for the first month of that. Players will have an opt-out. The regular season, which would start July 14th, it would end on September 27th. Any player can choose not to play without pay or service time. The high-risk players to COVID-19 would still get paid with service time. NBA players' worries about the league's 1920 season restart plan are starting to surface. Bleacher Report reported that a video conference call with 150-plus players to discuss concerns about the plan is scheduled for later tonight. Bleacher Report also says that Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving has been an integral part of these talks. He's of the mindset that during racial tension, not returning to play should be considered. There's also a growing concern among the players that they need more freedom of movement while they're down in Orlando. One agent estimates that two-thirds of the top 40 players in the league would refuse to play under the proposed restriction. NASCAR on Sunday at Homestead in Miami. The Dixie Vodka 400. Denny Hamlin will have the whole... How about that, Scotty? Get the Dixie Vodka 400 going for us on Sunday. Marty Truex Jr., Scotty's boy, off the win on Wednesday night. He is a plus 470 favorite on FanDuel along with Kevin Harvick. Kyle Busch at plus 500. Chase Elliott plus 800. Brad Keselowski... And pole position man Hamlin at plus 1,000. And a final one for you here, Scotty. Your buddy, Antonio Brown, pleaded no contest Friday through a felony burglary and battery charge and two lesser misdemeanor charges related to the January incident with a moving truck company outside his home in Florida. He will get no jail time, two years of probation, 100 hours of community service. I'm Carver High with a Sports Grid update. Want the edge? Get on the grid. All right. Uh, great job, Carver High. Uh, back on Coast to Coast. Our radio affiliates are with us as well across the country. Good to have you with us uh, on this pain-free Friday. We're talking to Aaron Torres of Fox Sports and the Aaron Torres uh, podcast. So uh, I, I want to go back just for a second to the, like, uh, everything you said uh, made a ton of sense, right? So now, uh, and, and bounce back to Zion Williamson. And when you said that, you know, they're just a bunch of jealous people that wish he was on their team and they're going after uh, Duke and everything else. Um, let's face facts. Like, I think that I think what bothers people the most is the denial that it happens, like that it's just not happening. It just couldn't be. How is it possible that like his parents could be set up in a sweet pad with a sweet ride and, and that uh, Duke doesn't do anything wrong. I mean, Mike Krzyzewski's like Jesus. I mean, everyone loves coach K and his wife and they show her on CBS every time they play for uh, two hours in the, in the stands knitting. I don't know what she's doing, but all I know is, is that they just, can't get enough of Duke. So no one will ever say anything bad about Duke. And what I wish they would do, Aaron, is just admit that he got paid to play there. I mean, that would be fantastic because uh, 
uh, I think everyone knows it, and everyone's afraid to just say it. But it's okay to drag Reggie Bush to NCAA Federal Leavenworth Prison and ruin his life and take his and take his Heisman Trophy. This guy was such an incredible superstar talent to watch play. He was awesome, and like I said, they've sucked ever since. But it's okay for uh, Zion to do whatever he wants. And then how about how judges get behind it? We're going to get a stay on this. We're not going to let them do We're going to let you win your appeal. There's not going to be any. No one's going near Duke. Oh, Duke just gets a free pass. They're like the Teflon Don of college sports. That's amazing to me. They remind me of those Catholics in South Bend, too. All of those hacks and the nuns. You can have it. Covered a lot of ground there. You covered a lot of ground. Um, and what all I would say is, you know, and it's fascinating because um, all of the all of this happens under the backdrop of really what I think is basically the NCAA's last stand in terms of really punishing programs because of this FBI thing, right? Like to me, in theory, you and I are talking here on Friday, Scotty. Uh, Florida just passed a bill to allow players to benefit off name, image, likeness, which means they can sign endorsement deals. In 10 years, five years, I don't think we're going to have extra benefits issues. I, I I don't see how that's possible. And so I bring all this up to say, like with the Duke stuff, what's amazing to me is exactly what you said, is the Teflon Don element of it is, one, you have some very vocal people in the media that for two, three, four years have been demanding that Sean Miller be fired at Arizona, demanding that Will Wade be fired at LSU. And really the only difference is they're not part of the old boys club that gets a pass for doing this stuff. And so, you know, I don't see anybody uh, that's been clamoring for uh, Sean Miller's firing at Arizona, clamoring for Coach K to be fired at Duke because it's a farce. And so, you know, I, I, I just think that the one thing, and I think one of the reasons you like having me on, I think one of the reasons reasons that a lot of people respect me and many don't, which is fine. It's what we do, Scotty. And like, like you said, I have very strong opinions. My only opinion is um, whatever way you feel about it, you got to be that way across the board. If you don't care that Zion's parents lived in a $5,000 a month house uh, that, that, uh, that was with the rent costs, you can't tell me that you care that Sean Miller was probably doing something for DeAndre Ayton right around the same time. That's the part that bothers me. Uh, and I'll just be fascinated to see how all this is covered because, Scotty, I'm telling you right now, if it comes out, if it is definitive that Zion was take, Zion's parents were taking something while he was at Duke, you know what all the media is going to say? Well, you know, I mean, look at how much money he made for Duke. It's not a big deal. Who cares? Well, you better be saying the same thing about Sean Miller. You better be saying the same thing about LSU, Louisville, all these other schools. But we know that's not going to happen because, as you said, uh, there is a bias in the way many of these programs are covered. How about Kansas? Uh, how Bill Self denies. I mean, you think that guy lives with Jesus uh, the way he looks like he's never done anything wrong. I mean, honestly. No, no, seriously. And I will say really quick, and this is one point that I have been hammering home, is that Kansas, if you look at what they're accused of doing, again, put aside whether you personally think it's right or wrong. Bill Self by far has been found to be the most cool out of all of these guys. Is a pretty, yeah, if you just look at the facts of each case, Bill Self, there is a direct uh, text message chain, and I got my fingers pointing in all these different directions, but there's a text message chain between him and Adidas and adults that help players make college decisions. He is the only one that you can say it about. You can't say it about Sean Miller. You can't say it about Will Wade. And I'm just telling you, it's unbelievable. Some people in the media that, well, you know, Kansas, whatever, we'll see what happens. And then a second later, it's Sean Miller's got to go. He's the school, whatever the word is, scrouge of college athletics, the sanctity of college athletics. Again, if you think these kids, and, and I'm one that I actually think most of them get a pretty good deal. Um, but you got to treat everybody the same. So it's just been unbelievable. I know it's something you hammer, Scotty, is you're not afraid to go after other people in our business. Uh, I'm not either if I don't think they're treating everybody the same way. And I think they're selectively enforcing who they want to criticize. And I think that's what's happening here. I really do. 
Uh, Aaron Torres, he's phenomenal, isn't he? Uh, what do you think of uh, the the Saban stories uh, that are circulating that uh, he uh, is, you know, allegedly running out of time? Now, the, you know, this guy Feinbaum said that, uh, you know, he's good, they're going to win the national championship this year. Uh, that's his caveat. <laughs> he said they're going to win it all this year. But I just want to let you know he's running out of time down in Tuscaloosa because he's long in the tooth. So which is it? Are they going to win it all or is he doomed? Well, it's really funny, right? Because, you know, for all the talk about Tua and everything that happened last year, uh, they were, uh, they lost to LSU by five. They played LSU tougher than Clemson did. They played LSU certainly tougher than Oklahoma did, uh, played LSU tougher than Georgia did. And that was with their quarterback playing on one leg. And so to me, they weren't that far off last year. And we're talking about LSU as one of the great teams in the history of college football. And so, no, listen, the, the thing that kind of sucks about college football right now is that I feel like this playoff situation has really created an elite of the elite tier. That's really about five, six teams, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, LSU may be in there now, but Alabama's there and Alabama's going to continue to be in that tier every single year. And if you're giving me Nick Saban up against either Ryan Day or Lincoln Riley or whoever, and he's got six weeks to prepare, I'll take that guy every time. And, uh, yeah, I, I think as long as he's there, they're going to be in that very, very short conversation in college football about who can win a national championship. Did you uh, – like, because honestly, when there was no NCAA tournament, I almost went into a mental ward. They were going to have to rubber room me uh, without the NCAA basketball tournament. That was the worst thing for me about the loss of sports was that we had to, like, let that happen where there was no college basketball tournament. It was absolutely the worst well, it was surreal because, you know, I was in uh, maybe your second favorite city behind L.A., uh, Vegas, for the Pac-12 tournament. And I remember, uh, you know, I was doing a radio hit on Tuesday night and somebody asked me, do you think there's a possibility we'll play tournament games without fans in the stands? And I said, I think it's possible. And the hosts were like taken aback. And then to fast forward less than 24 hours, excuse me, 48 hours later, and the entire sports landscape was canceled. It was surreal. And all I would say is, you know, we just talked about Zion and all that stuff. But, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel bad for college basketball. It's clear that the younger play, you know, the, these, these high school players don't value playing in college anymore. They're looking for ways to sidestep playing college. But the one thing that always gets proven out is that, the tournament is a great stage to build your brand and to really, uh, you know, whatever is to really build your brand and to have the tournament canceled at a time where college hoops has never been less relevant. And, you know, I say that Scotty is someone who loves college hoops. It's never been less relevant. And for the, the tournament to be canceled at this specific moment, by the way, the only major sport that has been canceled, the NBA is coming back, Major League Baseball, maybe who knows, uh, it's just been a surreal couple of years for college basketball where on the on the random times that they're doing stuff right, they still can't catch a break. All right. Respectfully, I got 30 seconds. Have you seen the highlights of that kid going to play for Archie Miller at Indiana out of Evansville, the Landon kid? Have you seen the highlights of that kid going to the rack and shooting 40 foot bombs like Curry and then driving to the 10? I mean, the highlights of that kid, Indiana's in for a treat when they got that. That kid's as good as Isaiah Thomas when he went to IU. Wow. Okay. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you make that claim. Uh, Isaiah Thomas certainly been in the headlines. No, he's the very special player. And I'll say this, Archie Miller is another one I kind of feel bad for. I think he's kind of gotten a bum rap. You know, people were crushing him. They were going to make the tournament. They're a pretty good team. He's got that program going in the right direction. But as you said, uh, Christian Landers, a really good player and I'm excited to watch him at IU next year. Oh, my God. When I saw the highlights of this kid, like I already knew he was good because he was going to go in 21. And I was like, oh, that's great. Yep. We're going to get this great point guard. But then he moved up and then he was going to go there. And uh, then I started watching his highlights at Ritz or whatever that school is he went to. And uh, I mean, to tell you, like, it's like a three minute cascade of this guy just breaking ankles and just lighting people up and dunking and finger rolling and kisses off the glass. The guy has the complete game and he's just fast 
fast as a lightning rod. I cannot wait to watch that kid play basketball in the Big Ten at Indiana. Aaron, you're a badass. I love you. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast, brother. All the love. Anytime, Scott. Appreciate you having me. Glad we could do this face-to-face. We'll speak soon, man. My man. All right. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. my boy uh, Kevin Na, he had shanked one off green on the back nine at uh, the Colonial. He's like off the cut. He's not uh, making it at this point as he uh, gets a couple birdies. He's at even 11 under the leader, and I saw him shank the green, and then he chipped on uh, up and down and got it in. But I think, uh, yeah, he's hard to end up par in the 10th. He's got to pick up two strokes, the defending champ. We had a lot of action on him. He's always done well at the Colonial, always done well in Fort Worth, has owned that course, has been in the top and like every single time he's ever played there. And meanwhile, uh, this week, uh, when they finally get back golfing on a PGA Tour, he's atrocious. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? The, the one thing I said, Garber, I go, thank God I got Marty Truex right on Wednesday night on the NASCAR race. I needed that $650 after I poured it all back out of Kevin Nodge shank of bottomist shots. Yeah, God I got almighty. in bed with you. I got in bed with you on Kevin Nye. I put him in a couple of those props the other day. But there are a couple of the ones that we had up that are doing okay right now because Jordan Spieth is in the mix at minus 10. We had him to win the whole thing at plus 3,200. So we're, uh, we're doing okay. Maybe if Jordan can pull this out this weekend. We had Rose as the top English player. He's in the mix as well. So we've got a couple things still cooking for us here, Scotty. All right, so like Varner's uh, in the lead. And um, he had a 66 today. Spieth is a shot back. And then also in that mix, Shoffley and McElroy are two back. Justin Thomas is three back. Rose has fallen four back with DeChambeau. Bubba's there at five back. And then you really got to start going down. Uh, Kepka's at four under. So he's really uh, chasing now. And it goes on and on and on in terms of who matters uh, and getting down to the bottom of the barrel. Like, who's uh, in trouble here? Sergio, uh, he wouldn't make the cut. Reed wouldn't make the cut. Phil wouldn't make the cut. Uh, Walker wouldn't make the cut. Rom wouldn't make the cut. And they're, they're selling Rom to us like McDonald's hamburgers. Like, everyone's talking about, <laughs> have we not heard that, that John Rom is going to win all these majors? He's the next great golfer. And then the first tournament they get back to at Colonial in Fort Worth, like just an average tournament. Let's face it, this isn't the Masters. And he's he's 11 shots back and missing the cut. You can't tell me that's not a puke effort by him. I don't care what anybody says. A DJ's plus one. He's not making the cut. Charlie Hoffman not making the cut. Webb Simpson not making the cut. Lowry not making the cut. I mean, my God. Uh, the list of who's not making it, Stricker, go work on your uh, Ryder Cup team there, plus five. My mother-in-law is plus three. 
Well, God yeah. almighty, did I tell you he sucked? <laughs> I mean, if you want to bet on that guy and count on that guy on a Saturday and Sunday, you might as well pick up a fat lover. Can you say that on the TV and radio? Well, you just did. Uh, but but here's the thing. <laughs> you know, you're saying there's a bunch of guys, there's a bunch of guys, yes, that aren't going to be in the cut. But think about it, Scotty. If you're looking to kick back this weekend and sit on the couch and watch a little bit of golf, not a bad uh, couple guys you're going to have in those final groups, you know, those final pairings on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday if it stays this way because you still have some stars in Jordan Spieth. You have Rory there. You have Justin Thomas there. You have some guys that you're going to be able to kick back and watch this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, speaking of people that like to sit on the couch and drink and pass out, that would be Mafia, who's sitting in front of a, a cache of whiskey bottles as we do the show. Uh, growing concern, Moff, about, oh, you went back to the library? Like, what, what were you thinking? You had it all going with the liquor, and then you went back into the nerd room? Like, what have you well, let's done just say like a, just, just like... Jordan, you know, you're never too old to get a little heat from your mom. So, you know, after I got the episode with the liquor bottles behind me, I got the call from from mom saying she didn't like the image. So we went back to the library. We'll put it that way. Uh, Listen, uh, mom, I love you. You need to stay out of this. Uh, Your image uh, with the booze was like uh, you're up here like (laughs) rock star status. And then you're listening to your mommy tell you you don't look good around all the bottles. Uh, Carver, you got to admit somebody's going to have to slap some sense into them. You look way better with the booze wrapped around you. Stop trying to pretend like you don't have a whiskey problem. Like, honestly, you're 35 now. You're you're a drunk. Let's get down to it. We all drink tons of booze. Now, all of a sudden, you're reading, what, the Bible? I mean, what is next? Honestly, Mafia, Carver High, get in on this. You can't deny it. If they moved him, his mother moved him out of the liquor room. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sometimes you got to make a little bit of a move. Like She likes it better over by the books. That's okay. I got the liquor near me, too. It's on the other side of the computer here. So we're doing okay on this side as well. Mafia, they told him, uh, the, the management, the suit said, get him out of the basement. He sounds like crap. Uh, he sounds like he's in a prison cell. And then Carver High's like, I'm not moving upstairs. It's too far. And then they're like, we really don't think you sound good. And he goes, I'm not moving. And then they're like, all right, just get a new mic. And then Mafia's like, uh, I, man, do you look great in front of all the liquor bottles, man. You are rocking it. And then he comes on here and tells me his mommy told him not to sit there. I love your mom. She's awesome. Right, let's leave her out of this. You're a femme. You are a femme for listening to anyone tell you to not sit in the bar. I mean, did we not used to do Forelevision in a bar and get drunk while we did the show? What happened to those days? What's next, Mom? Are you going to go to church? Well, you know, when you do a project on your own, you can do what you want. You know, when you get uh, when you get corporate and you get on things, you got to have a little better image. When you get on TV, it's got to be a little better. Listen, your answers are getting worse by the minute here. I mean, honestly, it is just, it is going downhill fast, the show. Uh, I have to tell you, uh, so do you think, Mafia, now that I've abused you enough about your decision to go back into the library with all of your education and everything, see what happens when you go to Seton Hall, Carver High? He thinks he's smarter than all of us, and so he's sitting in some kind of library now where I, listen, I'm Garage Days, Metallica. I mean, I know I'm in the penthouse pimp here, but you know I'd rather be in the garage blowing bong hits and having strippers in my beer refrigerator opened up with 700 cans of Bud Light. All right, here we go, Mafia. Tonight, 150 NBA players are going to get on a Zoom call. And uh, we know a thing or two about Zoom calls. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so do you? Yeah. Listen, Zoom, I have nothing nice to say at this point, so I'm going to leave it to you. Uh, Are they going to not go play at Disney World? No, I think they're going to go play, but they're going to try to push the NBA around and get what they want and not to be locked down in this resort. They're going to get some kind of, you know, contingencies where they can go out and do things, make some kind of plans that the NBA is going to have to put together. I mean, I'm surprised by this because, you know, didn't the whole time we were talking about the NBA coming back, once the NHL announced their thing and the players like, wait a second, we only agreed to certain things. We said, well, you know what? The NBA did this right because they talked to the players the whole time. You know, they were talking with CP3 and these guys to figure out how things could go right for the players union. And then all of a sudden, two, three weeks later, once we think everything's, you know, set in stone, they're ready to go. All of a sudden, well, the players aren't sure if they want to do it this way. And we find out that it's Kyrie Irving leading the charge. Like, the guy who's not even going to play is the one controlling things here. What the hell's going on? Is he just trying to take the season so he doesn't have to worry about the Nets not winning? 
Yeah, why is it that we have to listen to Kyrie Irving? Is there anyone I can't stand more than this guy? I, I won't deny he's got game, but he never plays. And then, I mean, he literally never plays. I mean, what does he play? 30 games a year. And then now all of a sudden he's got his foot in all of the negotiations to go uh, be able to smoke dope down at Disney World and play uh, all day long from noon until midnight. I don't understand. What is Kyrie Irving? You know what, Mafia? Kyrie Irving, there should be a, a level of, okay, if you're not able to play, shut your face. You have no right. say in this. You're not playing. You Stay out of it. Yeah, like, yeah, why is he talking? Gonna... I don't know. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, I, is there anything more painful than some guy that thinks he's running the union that doesn't play? I mean, like, bro, work on all your injuries, and then we can watch you sit for another 60 games next year with your lover, KD, and then he's not playing now, you're not playing now, so why don't you go, you know what? If you're so nice, why don't you go get Kenny Atkinson that Nick job? Aren't you one of his lovers, too? I mean, you're best friends with him, too, aren't you, Kyrie? Why don't you work on all your soft tissue and go get your boy Kenny that job with the Knicks? He's better than that fat Thibodeau, and you can quote me on that, too. Tibbs, hit the treadmill, dude. You look like hell, honestly. Christ, I ride seven miles on a bike in the morning just so I don't look like him. In fact, when I went riding this morning on my bike, I put a picture of that fat ass on my rims so that I could just keep pedaling so that I didn't look like him. It's already bad enough that I'm old. Carver, hi. I am not here to make friends. What do I give a rat's ass about Tom Thibodeau and what he thinks of me? What's he going to come to show and do an interview one day? Good luck with the Nick Car office. You're not concerned oh, about Tommy. Uh, I know you're not concerned about Tommy getting upset about anything. So uh, no worries there. I'm glad the picture of him on your uh, bumper. I'm going to have to try that myself. Start working on that. Um, Kenny, I can say Thibodeau. What's the difference? It's a nitpick either, right? Who cares who the coach is? All right, so it looks like uh, Carver High <laughs> turning into Kung Fu TV right now. I have no idea what's happening there, so we'll resort to Pharrell and Mafia at this point. Uh, so let's go, Mafia. The Heat, do you think they'll get either Giannis or Oladipo during this tampering season? <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing is that they're apparently making it known that they're going after these guys. Well, these guys are under contract. How are they not coming out right now and saying, uh, we're finding you and we're finding you? Because that's exactly what tampering is, talking about somebody under contract. Uh, it's not surprising they're going to go after them. They keep going after all these guys. But, you know, without another superstar there like they had with Wade, I don't know if Jimmy Butler has the same pull as Wade did to try to get other superstars to play with him. So they might be after him, but there's no guarantee they're going to get him. Right, listen, I don't, I actually, uh, if I were to guess, I would say my guess is that they have a better chance of landing Oladipo than they do of landing uh, Giannis. I believe, I believe Giannis, and you tell me, Moth, I think Giannis will uh, re-sign and stay in Milwaukee and get a just an absolutely gigantic deal from the Bucs. I think that Oladipo will leave Indy and go to Miami. I can see that happening. I could. I can see both those things happening because, you know, all we hear about with Giannis is that he doesn't like the spotlight, doesn't like the attention, just wants to, you know, play ball. That, you know, he doesn't want to do the endorsement deals, the movies that all these other guys are doing. So Milwaukee's a perfect place for him then. You know, he doesn't want to go to Miami to South Beach and have everyone hanging all over him. And Oladipo's going to be older. He's had injury concerns over the last couple of years. He's gotten banged up. So his price isn't going to be as big. And at that point in his career, maybe he's more likely to want to go play and be a you know, second fiddle to Jimmy Butler than having to be Giannis having to battle with Jimmy for who has control of the team. All right, we got uh, Carver High back. Uh, he, you know, what happened was is that he was going to uh, send Joe's whiskey bottles over to Mafia to overnight to Joe in Miami. And the minute that uh, he found out that Mafia stopped drinking, like Pharrell, when I went soft 15 years ago, that now that Mafia has gone soft, uh, Carver High is has just he dropped off the show. His Wi-Fi got disconnected, and he personally called. Uh, UPS to overnight the booze himself because he doesn't want to go in there mafia so that uh, mafia doesn't uh, hang out at his bar anymore with his 7,000 bottles of booze that he drinks and now he sits in his library. It's unbelievable. So do you believe that uh, Kenny Atkinson can get the Knicks job? Can he steal it from Tibbs? No, he, he's not going to get the Nick job. Thibodeau is going to get the Nick job. And as far as Giannis goes, he's leaving Milwaukee. Who wants to stay in that place? He won't be. Miami's going to do it again. They got LeBron, Bosch, and Wade years ago. They're going to get Giannis, Oladipo, and Butler. Why would anybody pick Milwaukee over Miami? 
He will be in the heat two years from now. Sorry, Buck fans. No more Giannis. Oh, man. And I know how many uh, friends you have in Milwaukee to begin with. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Listen, you have you have more enemies there than any city in America. Is that about right? I can't wait to buy my Giannis Heat jersey. I'll be the first one online at the NBA store to go get one. All right, when we come back, we got the uh, fan question. We got a million things going on on a pain-free Friday. On Coast to Coast, go with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So uh, every year I tell you, and I know you don't want to hear it, but I go to uh, Dr. Garden to get my (laughs) prostate checked. And uh, it's very important that everybody uh, over 40, 45, 50 got to do it. It's a silent killer. Prostate cancer is evil and unholy. Get your PSA. Get your blood work done. Do the prostate exam. Man up. Get it done. Uh, Don't mess around with your life. Uh, And uh, the reports are in, uh, Mafia. Uh, Dr. Garden told me today uh, I passed again another year of success with my garage door and then my uh, PSA number was 0.7 so that also was good because it's always important to check my back door and make sure the snowblower is in the right position in my garage so all those numbers came back clean today I just wanted to say that and God bless Dr. Garden and all the children that uh, run around in the garden picking lettuce Oh, uh, Steve in Virginia the fan question hey Pharrell the uproar of the Washington football team to change their name has started again will the redskins name go away i will say that i have said a thousand times over the years that they will never change the name of the washington redskins as long as daniel snyder owns that team but i have to tell you this is really the first time i've ever started leaning toward you know that possibly coming to fruition i think the world is evolving rapidly changing rapidly i think with the protests i think with black lives matter i think with people of color i think people that have been discriminated against are being heard finally uh, by the establishment and by white people Uh, that run the establishment and screw these people over. I think the Native Americans have a point. I think they deserve to be heard. I think they deserve to change the name of the Washington Redskins. I think the problem is Daniel Snyder is such a P. Inject whatever word you want. He's such a P that I'm telling you, this guy does it just to spite him. I think they should change the name. I don't think Snyder will. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.